So we've been talking about teaching toughness and what it looks like to help our kids learn how to be resilient, to be tough, but in ways that actually are wise and useful and don't create brittle children. So back over to you, Rob. Thanks, Stu. And again, thank you for introducing the risk of brittleness. I think that's a really nice um, danger, if you like, to bear in mind. Um, We're wanting to help our kids to be ready for adult life and to flourish and to thrive and to make the most of who they are with the opportunities that they get. So we want that for them, and that's a good thing to want. Um, How to do that is what we're looking at, how to help them build with us that internal resilience that they're going to need for the world out there. We spoke a little bit last time about the dangers of communicating you know, from a sort of a masculinity point of view, one that's more denialist of the self, of, of emotions, and I'm going to suggest today a denial of the need for relationships. So I don't need anyone. It's a kind of an independence type of thing. And really what I want to say, just to put my cards on the table, that what I have in mind when I'm wanting kids to develop resilience, um, there's really two keys to it for me, Stu. The first would be that it's a relational thing. I'm very, very interested in people being resilient from a relational perspective. In other words, it's not this inside of me, stoical management of my emotions that takes me away from relationships. Rather, what I'm looking for is a a resilience that's built in and through relationships and that takes us and our children towards relational richness. That's what I'm looking for. And also, from a spiritual perspective, from a Christian perspective, I also want to say that uh, we need to answer another important question, which is why? What's the point What's the purpose of striving? What's the purpose of making an effort, showing courage? What for? And I want to say that we owe it to our kids to help them see the big picture and to connect their efforts mm, to purposes and motives that matter, eternal purposes. And again, for me, those are going to be relational um, so much of the time. So those are really, really important for me. And if I was going to single out for me another cause of brittleness, it would be that young people achieve and achieve and achieve and do really well, sometimes because in the back of their minds, often beyond their awareness, they're wanting their parents' approval. Um, They're wanting to have made it. And we all know that sooner or later, these talented, hardworking kids will make it. My question is, Uh, will they feel like there was a point to it all? Will they carry inside of themselves a deep sense of meaning and purpose, one that helps them to feel richly connected to their world and the people that they love? So I think we've got to be super careful not to push our kids towards stuff, thinking that, you know, somewhere out there it's going to be all worth their while, that they won't get to some age and look back at us and say, why did you push me to get this? I, I can't see the reason for it. So as parents too, I think what we have to do is we have to link um, effort that they make or if you like, courage that they display to, uh, to the values that are upheld, promoted um, through all of that. 
C.S. Lewis writes, I think in the screw tape letters, something along these lines, that courage isn't simply one of the virtues. It's the outer limit of all the other virtues at their testing point. And I think what he meant is that in the rough and tumble of real life, which is hard, we get challenged oftentimes according to our values, what we, what we say we believe, what we think is good, what we think we should do. And then comes stress, then comes pressure, then comes social scrutiny. What do we do then? Now, in our children's worlds, in their, in their school days with this, their friendships, on the sports field, there's going to be so many instances where they can display what I'm going to call moral courage. And I think that we as dads can do a tremendous amount in that, in that area. We can really help our kids to see, uh, if you take Caleb now, not only that he was displaying a kind of a grit and determination and not, not showing the pain, but he was also, as a batsman, sort of helping the team sort of, you know, stand strong and represent the school and feel proud of themselves in terms of, you know, giving as good as they get kind of thing and, and being up for it, you know, so he's a part of something bigger than himself. And I think that too is really important for us as parents. So Stu, I'm aware that I've thrown quite wide-scale things at you. But again, what I'm suggesting is think carefully about this idea of teaching toughness. It's not as simple as it appears. It's actually got very, very deep roots to it. It goes to meaning. It goes to purpose. And we're setting ourselves up, our kids up for aiming for things and making effort at things. And we owe it to them to make sure that there's a point that's going to sustain and nourish them for years to come. So I'd like to I'd like to jump into a sports analogy on this. We've been talking a little bit about sport, but I would love to just something that I've observed. And the thing that I, I feel like I've observed is you take someone like Jurgen Klopp, who's the manager of Liverpool, and there's a tragedy on his on his I think it was on the other team that they were playing. And I can't remember what happened, but they stopped the game for a while. I can't even remember the exact details, but they stopped the game for a while. And afterwards, they asked him about what he thought about the whole thing. And his response was, I mean, this is at the time, you know, top team in the world in terms of club football, recently won the Champions League, which is the biggest thing out there. And he said, well, it's not about, it's, it's not about football, actually, isn't it? People are more important than football. And it made me think of what leadership looks like and what father should look like, maybe is uh, well it's not about you know the the kid achieving or what it's actually about the kid <laughs> and who he is and what he's becoming and what that why for him is or her is and uh and i th i think what you're saying and you can maybe tell me if you are is if you don't have a good why inside of you for what this is all about then you're actually going to build a brittle child as well potentially I think there are risks for that, and I'm aware that I've, I've gone philosophical, so apologies to everyone, but I wanted to put it out there in, in terms of what's my, what's my background frame for all of this, and why am I saying the things that I'm saying? So, you know, if I think of some of the kids that I see, let me go more local, more, more concrete and real world, and I'm thinking now of junior school kids. Um, what distresses me is how they treat each other and how they speak to each other on the sports field. I know that they're good. In fact, some of them are amazingly talented young sports people. 
But what distresses me is how they put down each other, actually, when, when someone makes a mistake um, or the way that their attitude to the team, the opposition team, um, you know, the way they go about it. And I think that inside those boys, to be honest you, there's an anxiety. There's a pressure on them around performance as king, being top dog as king, making a mistake is shameful. Um, there's, there's stuff going on there, Stu, that these kids are carrying. And I do think that it makes them brittle. I do think that it means that when they're really in precious situations, or if they get dropped, for instance, it's going to be a catastrophe because they're all about achievement. They're all about winning. And I wonder to myself whether they've been spoken to carefully enough and clearly enough about what really matters. I mean, if you think of a lot of top sports people, you look at those top tennis players, most of them anyway, if they're really, really good, they treat each other with real real respect. They lose with 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 grace. You know, they they proper sports people. And I worry that our young kids and I think it's got something to do with us as dads standing on the sidelines. I think there's too much pressure for the wrong kind of stuff. And our kids our kids are I'm I think more brittle because of that. Well I would I would add to that and say that what I've seen and I'm now talking from my field and in terms of leadership and so forth, is that you you have brittle people when you talked about earlier when you when they're constantly bulldusting, they're not actually being honest about what actually is going on here and how it's going, number one. But number two, uh, when the I suppose the vision becomes more important than the people, then what happens is is that you end up with lots of conflict and and, and everything collapses anyway. So, so yeah, so I mean, I think as a parent, one, what I struggle with anyway, is I see what you're saying, you know, and I, and I understand it. And I'm constantly trying to talk about it with my kids, trying to talk about this idea that what are we here to do today? You know, what, what is this? What is this about? What's this match about? And, but the problem is is that that's obviously not necessarily the community and the culture that we that, that that we're in i think for some it is but for a lot it's not it's and 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 it's quite a difficult environment for a kid to exist in because they're getting all this other these other messages and and then there's dad trying to <laughs> kind of keep the, the rudder focused on what 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 really matters and getting it wrong sometimes as well yeah, my comment on that would be, okay, so what I said just now earlier around sort of the why and what have you, I've, n- I've not given that lecture to my kids. I'm just saying that's my working framework as a dad in terms of why do I push and what's the, what's the point of it and what am I trying to push, if you like, my kids towards? What am I wanting them to be brave about? Um, but I think... The way it actually works would be, going back to our last episode, staying close to the truth of what's going on inside of our kids. So, you know, for instance, Caleb is in one of these heated matches. He drops a catch, whatever it might be. And and how do we talk after the game? How do we help to orientate our kids against the backdrop of their true internal feelings? How do we guide them? So this would be, for me, resilience would be what's true, first of all, what's true, the hardness of it, the pain of it, the anguish of it, if you like, the struggle of it. Um, 
what's true and helping our kids to express that with us. Secondly would be to get their bearings on that, to take a few breaths. And then with that to pick a line of goodness or rightness or virtue from that point. So next time round, my guy, just remember this. Between you and me, as walker men, this is what we're about. Just remember that. So that's the way that I would say we instill these more lasting messages into our children would be I think our kids learn better when they when it's real for them, when they've actually got active emotions going on. And our sons and our daughters remember what, what we say in the process of strengthening, encouraging, guiding and directing them, you know, in their real lives, what's really going on for them. Okay, so a final question though. Something to to kick off a little bit of maybe controversy or or, or not. But a, a question is you've got a kid and I'm not necessarily talking, well, I'm not talking about my kids here, but you've got a kid who is constantly getting a slight little bump and falling over and having a big cry about it. So you sit with the kid and you, you talk about the truth. What do you do about the fact that everyone's talking about this kid is, is just always crying, always upset, always... What do you do with that, Rob? It would break my heart as a parent if I had a child that was really really sensitive i mean i don't know what would be going on there there may well be physiological immaturities ot issues you know there might be there might be stuff going on and you know again we're partly rushing this because every single aspect we're talking about is very detailed we said last episode you got to walk with your child your child as she is as he is and the fact is that our kids are they'll develop at their pace and some of our kids, especially kids who are not so up and at them, you know, kids who aren't shooting the lights out or, or making huge efforts and showing a lot of sort of, you know, internal drive, they often carry inherent immaturities. There are often things going on inside of them that make the sports field super challenging. They don't really have what it takes. Now, again, if, if, if my child was in that space, my heart would break for them. I would really, really feel for them. To be honest to you, I would talk with them as much as I felt they were able to to manage. But I would also think seriously about shifting what they were tasked to do every week. And what I mean by that is, unless I really, really had to, I wouldn't sign them up for a sport if it was just breaking them down like that and they just weren't ready for it physically, you know. So... I don't know what I would do, but I would, going back to last episode, I would make sure that I didn't rush my child beyond what they seem to be ready at that stage of their life. Great, Rob. Really, really good conversation. Well, I, I think so, anyway. And I hope it's been useful to, to those that are listening. And we'll chat again.